Good evening and welcome back to For Your Amusement, the podcast where we discuss theme parks all around the country and all for your amusement. And guys, it's a very special episode because tomorrow, when people are listening to this, March Madness will have started. Do you have your brackets ready? Oh, man. I actually just completed mine like, I don't know, two minutes ago before this <laughs> podcast started, so <laughs> I'm... Like yeah. Nolan was saying before, I'm just, I'm just afraid to shout out my Final Four, but let's hope. Yeah. Yeah, best. I've always said this, probably the best sporting event of the year, especially the first weekend. And, uh, you know, I usually stick with my gut and just roll with whatever I put at first. But this year I have a feeling I might be changing stuff until the Ooh. last minute. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna find out. I will say though, if, if you got a Big Ten team going kind of far, I wish you luck because yeah. the past like five years I've been burned pretty bad. So, all right, well, watch a Big Ten team win a ship. If Penn State was in it, they would win. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you want to be brave and you want to say uh, who you picked to win? Sure. Oh, Nolan, are you okay with that? Am I allowed? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. I have Baylor winning. Okay. Hey. <laughs> not a big fan. Not a, not, not a big I don't. Fan. Uh, uh, do I want to let you know? Because of keeping my bracket uh, uh, streak intact, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah. uh, this year, I will say, though, this year, this year I was not super confident in what I was choosing, but uh, it's all right. It's about fun. Not That's really. Fine. You know what I mean? You're all um, good. Uh, so with uh, with March Madness starting, I know you have some madness over. <laughs> what do you want to say? Do you want to say or no? Well, I I don't know how I'm gonna be changing it as of now, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna look. It's not like you're gonna have the same thing. I got Houston. You got oh, Houston. Oh. Interesting. What seed are they? <laughs> Houston's a five seed. Wow! Look at you taking a risk. Yeah, you know what I'm they, say? Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for anybody that's listening, well, by the time you listen, the brackets will be probably already completed. But um, <laughs> here for a stat is uh, you kind of want to pick a team that is a top offensive, top defensive, mm. like, uh, top ten yeah. stat wise. Um, it's pretty obvious, you know. It's like not like something that's like uh, like a mystery, but usually uh, I think every team. I I saw a stat. I think it was like the past twenty twenty five years. Um, a team that's won the ship um has been like a top twenty team in each defensive and offensive, and then um they also have never lost their first conference tournament game. So, yeah, I think based off those stats, I think there was like eight, and I think I think Baylor is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. So, okay, I might have a shot. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Hold your ass, kids. Well, uh, speaking of madness, we had, uh, I don't know, I don't know the last time that we had a podcast. It's been quite some time. But, Kyle, you had a birthday that has recently eclipsed. And we know that, well, actually, let me just open for him. How was your, how was your birthday? How was your birthday weekend? Yeah, it went really well, actually. Thank you. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nolan, were you going to say something? Nah, I said hell yeah. We oh, got thank you, thank now. you. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Um, or I was excited. I uh, <laughs> had a good time. <laughs> yeah, Two I, mean, I had a bunch of, bunch of birthday dinners with family and friends, and um, I actually had a friend uh, come in for the weekend from college. Nolan knows who I'm talking about, and we went to see Batman on its opening weekend. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is uh, – it's a big deal when a Batman movie comes out because we've kind of been spoiled by Christopher Nolan. Um, but what did you think? I know you're a big superhero guy. Uh, I know you're a huge Spider-Man guy. Yeah. But Batman is cool. So what what was your opinion overall of the movie? Yeah, well, I mean, first, I love Batman. And Batman's a huge – I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan in general, um, especially the Nolan movies. I, I really like the movie. Yeah, like, my movies I, are all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nolan's are the best movies by far. So, and Christopher's are okay too. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I I was impressed because like I was excited by the original trailers, but I was also kind of nervous because like I felt like it was gonna fall under like the Nolan effect because from like after Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, I feel like there was a time when all these superhero movies tried to be really like dark and depressing, and like it was highlighted by the last Batman attempt with Batman v Superman with uh, Zack Snyder's movies. And that was brutal. Um, and so I was a little concerned that that was going too dark, but I actually really liked the tone. Um, I really liked the performances from um, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was awesome as uh, Catwoman. And I, the only, my only critique is that I feel like, I feel like it was, it didn't show enough of Bruce Wayne like, I feel like that's the only thing. It's like, it's all Batman and no Bruce Wayne. And I would have liked to see a balance there. But, I mean, and the ending was a little kind of, like, messy. But other than that, I mean, I was really, really impressed with it. What did you guys think? Nolan, I'm going to give you this first. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I saw it with Nick. And uh, he's going to give some uh, some opinion. But, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm a pretty big, I'm not like a huge fan, but like Batman is probably like my favorite superhero, you know, I like them just because of, you know, like the tone and just, you know, it just, it's, it's a more of like a realistic movie, you know, and it's like not like a, a kid's bop sort of thing. So anyways, so, um, going, I kind of had like the same expectations as Kyle, you know, um, seeing the trailers and whatnot, they did look pretty cool, but also I had like that kind of taste in my mouth with like the obviously the superman or batman superman movie mm-hmm. and then just like you'd ever know like what direction a movie might go with the new director and cast and robert pattinson was like a question mark mm-hmm. but uh i really enjoy the movie um i thought it was really well made um i thought i think it was just the whole kind of the 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 vibes and um just the story that they were telling that wasn't like a regular Batman movie that we've seen in the past, I think was a cool thing, you know, because, um, usually in the past it's like, a, it's a pretty like, um, easy to follow sort of thing. Like, Oh, you have a villain and then mm-hmm. he does something horrific and then you just follow through that. But this had a lot of different plot points, which I really enjoyed. And, uh, I thought it was really well. Um, and then the, the beginning opening scene with like the Riddler was like a, really cool opening mm-hmm. um obviously it's not the better opening than dark knight but it came pretty close um just the way that that kind of opened the movie and after that it was just a, a really cool kind of ride to experience so that's my two cents oh, okay Nick, here we go <laughs> well i learned something i learned something today 
that sort of, uh, I guess, informed me a bit more on the backstory of the film. So supposedly, this picks up where the series Gotham left off. Really? Um, I suppose this is what I heard today. Can I cannot wow. confirm nor deny this. <laughs> okay. But this is what I heard. So, personally, I don't think the movie was bad. I am a hard sell on superhero films, and I thought it was a little too pretentious in parts. I think they, Paul Dano's Riddler, in my opinion, was the campiest villain I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do (laughs) with those self-recorded videos. I think they were trying to mimic what uh, Heath Ledger did because they let him film his own thing. So they definitely piggybacked off that. I don't think there's any denying that, and I think they're stupid if they try to deny that themselves. Um, I I just – I kind of felt like it fell into a generic trap again. I did like the connection between the opening scenes tool. I'm not going to give too much away in case somebody who's listening hasn't seen it. But the opening scenes tool to the uh, the reveal at the end, which was, you know, it was neat. I wouldn't say it was anything, uh, you know, super unexpected or whatever, but it was it was cool. Um, I, I really dislike impending doom. I really hate when an entire city is relying on one guy to save everybody and hmm. whatever. And again, I'm not going to like spoil the ending, but it was just kind of like, all right. Um, but the, the penguin was, was a a solid character. I think he was probably my favorite character in the film. As far as Catwoman went, she was, uh, uh, something she, I feel like there wasn't enough mystery to these characters. I feel like Robert Pattinson played Bruce Wayne a little too, uh, emotionally unstable, I guess. He kind of felt like he was a loose cannon all the time. And I don't know, Batman is supposed to be kind of like a composed, suppressed, uh, man who's been through too much and i don't know i'm kind of not the best person to be talking about this because i'm not a huge superhero guy but i'm a big movie guy and this was a little disappointing great scenes uh i gave it a six out of ten kyle what do you give it out of ten i gave it an eight out of ten um okay. and i was and nolan wanted to go first and i have a question for both of you nolan? uh so i would probably i was like probably in the 8.5 range that's probably like around where i'm kind of sitting on it Gotcha. Um, so I have a question for both of you. So this one, this movie, um, went back to its roots, pretty much the Batman roots of being like, det- you know, a detective. And I really enjoyed that. I liked that aspect of it. What did you guys think of that, like that whole storyline? Interesting question. Oof. Okay, I get, I don't know, really know how to answer this in like a, a short way, so I'll keep it as short as I can. I get where you're coming from. Um, it's a different take on what we're, we've seen through the Christopher Nolan aspect of it, mm-hmm. and especially with Zack Snyder being a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I don't want to watch a uh, buddy cop film when I watch Batman. I want to watch Commissioner Gordon do the cop shit, and I want to watch Batman do the Batman shit. And I think it, it kind of yeah, <laughs> Nolan, that was kind of that was kind of cool. Um, it was it was just a little. I get where they were trying to go with trying to build up plot points and a relationship mm-hmm. between Gordon and Bruce Wayne. Um, but I just feel like it took some of the mystery away from Batman. I, I feel like you said you wish Kyle. I remember you saying you wish you could have seen them more. I feel like you should have taken Batman away a little bit. Uh, yeah. He's a man of the shadows. 
um, I don't know. Oversaturation can kind of kill something. So, oh, quick, no, quick I didn't question. mean that I wanted to oh, see good. more Batman. I wanted to see more Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's that's fair. Like there was no balance between like Bruce Wayne and Batman. It was all Batman. Gotcha. That that's completely fair. I get you on that. Uh, quick question for you, Kyle uh, and Nolan, if you want to chime in too. Um, do you think they balanced having two villains as well as Christopher Nolan did? With no, definitely, definitely not. And that was one of my critiques of the movie was that I feel like the whole Carmine Falcone thing was was just ridiculous. I mean, you're going to either do the Riddler or you're going to do that. I feel like it was just it was too much at the end. Like, I feel like they had two different climaxes and it didn't work nearly as well as Dark Knight. And then also Penguin. I like Penguin a lot. And he's actually getting his own series, by the way, on uh, HBO Max. Same uh, actor and everything? Same actor, yep, Colin Farrell. Okay, cool. But yeah, I just, I felt like, I mean, there are so many characters, and I appreciated that they didn't, like, they didn't go too much into him, but I just felt like there were too many, you know, moving parts with that. That was my only really, you know, critique of the movie. Um, but yeah, Dark Knight, I mean, handled it perfectly. Nolan, agree, Dark disagree? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm in the same ballpark as Kyle. I think what they could have done maybe was, uh, you know, kind of keep it how they had in this movie, except for not having the climax of the end, maybe putting that into, like, a continuation to the next film, you know? So it kind of, like, gave you enough to, like, kind of be full, but, like, it wasn't too much involved with, like, the Riddler. So um, that's what I would probably say from that. And, Uh, yeah, Nick, you go first. Kyle, I think you hit it on the on the uh, nose. Um, and w- technically we got three with the tease of the Joker at the end, which was, uh, I, I was just going to say, like, I don't know how to bring it up, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about it. I just feel like we're oversaturated with the Joker and you need to let it lie. Like it's the same thing that happened with the uh, green goblin with all the Spider-Man films, Like they're just too many right now. And it's just, you have to like wait and like, you'd have to like do other villains first and then you can come back to uh Joker. Yeah, especially because it's Batman. Like, they use so many dope villains, you know? Right. That I think, it, it, I mean, obviously, like, Joker is awesome, but especially the fact that you had Heath Ledger, you know, doing that. Yeah. It's kind of hard to kind of get into the same kind of ballpark as him, you know? And so, that's, my, that's my big issue is, like, you had Jared Leto, who was awful as Joker. Yeah. Then you have... You had Joaquin Phoenix, who he had a good performance, but I just felt like he wasn't the Joker. Like, I know we talked about that when it came out. Like, he just was a different character than the, the, real, the real Joker from the comics. And so I feel like, I don't know, how can you just, you can't compare to Heath Ledger, and so maybe give it a rest for a little bit and then bring it back later on. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Nick, what, think, do you, what do you think? I think I think really quick, just before we, we move on, I think... The Joker puts butts in seats, and mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to get away from your uh, flagship villain because you know if you put in the most obscure villain, nobody's going to want to see the movie. Um, it's it's hard. I think your your best option write a good script. Just write a good script. I think this, like Kyle was saying, it got messy. It had potential. It got messy. So just write a good script. Yeah. No, Nick. You know, like you know, from being you know such a big movie fan. Good scripts are everything. Like, you can yes. do anything else right, and if the script and the story is off, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I think, 
I think if they had like a two face as like the next one, I think that would be mm. pretty perfect because yeah, there really hasn't cool. been like a a dope. You know, obviously Tommy Lee Jones was pretty good, but nothing like supreme. Well, what do you think of uh, the one in Dark Knight? It was pretty good, but it, he wasn't like the main guy, you know. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's if you had that as like a movie, it's something that hasn't been done, you know. So I yeah. think they could have spun it anyway to make it really cool. So um, yeah. I, I think the the just the writing from uh, the Christopher Nolan series, you could put any actor in there that has any astute knowledge of how to convey human emotion, and they would kill that character just because it was yeah. written so well. So I think Aaron Aaron Eckhart he did a fucking great job. I could he I did. would watch he him did. as a as a, a solo uh, villain in a Batman movie. So if you're listening, yeah. Hollywood, uh, stop making fucking generic bullshit. Thank yeah. you. And then yeah, and then also I think the the thing about the Riddler that I really liked um, for this time around was he was a lot more serious than especially mm. like the last time like Jim Carrey played him in the <laughs> movie. And yeah. then like even in like shows and stuff, he's just portrayed as like this kind of like clown. You know, for lack of a better word, and it's just he finally gave a serious performance, which I liked. I I agree. I I, uh, I sort of like the. Uh, I could go on for fucking. We could. I know. I feel like, yeah, we, yeah, we could definitely do that. Uh, all right, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it off because no, no, I say what you want to say. Though. All right, so just just really quick, I, I feel like as as far as watching Paul Dano's performance, he had an interesting performance. He had a tough job. He had a hard sell. He's helming a Batman film as the villain. But I think he had – it was an interesting play on his character because he had this very like uh, – uh, uh, what's the word? Very weak uh, as far as uh, – from a physical standpoint, he's not going to go in fisticuffs and, and beat Batman up. But he, he was a, he's a mind game guy, right? So he's not going to come at you with like some stupid, weird shit. So you barely saw any interaction between the two because he's playing with Batman's mind. He's not the Joker that's going to go and, and go hog wild with bombs and – and his fucking gang of hooligans. So I did appreciate that aspect of the villain, but I just felt like once he took the mask off, so so to speak, I just sort of was like, man, this guy works at fucking Best Buy. No way. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't true. buying it. So I don't know. It took me out of it a little bit. But anyway, I, I did enjoy it. I, I was a, I was very harsh after I saw it because uh, I expected more. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a Batman movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's certainly worth a watch, so. All right. Uh, any any last comments about that before we move on? Free Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. Oh yeah. No, no. I think we covered everything. All right. Cool. So we Nolan said something interesting today, and it's kind of a big deal for him and I. Kyle is uh, waiting to have his uh, virginity taken from Horror Nights, <laughs> but they they came out with a speculation map for horror nights uh i think this is specifically referring to orlando but there was some, there were some pretty interesting um originals on here as far as a uh celebrity house i guess we'll call it uh i'm going to let nolan introduce that cuz i know he's a, he's a big fan of this individual but they're going with um some some uh original houses that are usually my favorite as far as IP, IPs go, they're speculating The Evil Dead, The Last of Us, Halloween, and The Mummy vs. The Wolfman, which, I mean, you already know I'm already going to be in that. First in line, <laughs> opening weekend, I cannot wait. Um, but the one that we're kind of here to, to really drum up and have a conversation about is what I'm going to let Nolan talk about. So go ahead, kid. Take it away. 
Yeah, so last year, um, or I think it was last year, they had a speculation map, and from that, one of the potential houses was uh, based off Billie Eilish. And that hasn't been the first time that they would go the musical artist route. Um, I just felt like, to me, she doesn't really feel like she would be deserving of having a house because I, I don't really see her music being that dark or just like her themes, you know? Because um, in the past they had um, Alex Alex Cooper. Um, was there another artist or was that it that you remember? As far as celebrities go, no music but Penn and Teller. Yeah, okay. So, but this year there is uh, rumors and it looks maybe like a possibility that um, The weekend might have a house. And it's kind of funny because um, just like the way his music videos are and kind of like his Super Bowl performance, um, there's a lot of dark theming. And like I was like always had like this thought like it could be like something possibly in a Hornets thing. But like I was like there's no way they would have this guy here just because it's kind of would be wild. But um, based off the map we got today, he's on the map and uh, it ba- later in the day he uh, – subtweeted it and had like these emojis to it so uh, there is a pretty strong indication you might get it which is pretty cool because i'm not sure if you guys have like seen his music videos and all that but i they have uh pretty dark dark stuff you know like like horror nights things that you could easily replicate and unlike kind of maybe like a movie there's so many different routes you could probably go with it which i think is pretty cool um so that's pretty cool in my opinion um, with the other other stuff, um, I thought it was pretty cool. Obviously, the Monster House, obviously, can't go wrong with that. Um, I love the different originals so far that they, they wrote. Um, but I will say the IPs, I feel like, maybe are a little weak. Um, just because I feel like, I remember they had an Ash vs. Evil Dead House, which I think was kind of ass. Yes. And there was another one on the map. Let me see which one it was. It was Halloween. Uh, uh, you could say Halloween, but um, The Last of Us. So that's based off the PlayStation game, I believe. Which I don't have a PlayStation, so but I've heard good things. But still, um, I remember they had one year where um they had a lot of maybe video game houses or theming, and they just really couldn't pull it off that year. I'm not sure. Maybe I wasn't just used to it. Yeah, but it was just it felt really flat to me. So um, I'm intrigued, but I kind of wish they maybe went a different route. Obviously, a lot of things can change. Um, and also, like Nick was saying before, they have a Halloween house, which is pretty cool. But like I, we've been through that maybe like three, four times. There's been obviously different versions, but um, there's all only so many times you could walk through it, you know, and like the same old this and that. So. Um, uh, it, it is a mixed bag, but obviously there's a lot to kind of decide between now and uh, August. So, Well, first of all, I'm going to disagree with you on the Billie Eilish thing because I think her aesthetic was certainly fit. And she's a huge fan of Horror Nights, which kind of helps. I think that that's kind of why that popped up. Um, but as far as the weekend goes, if they choose to roll with it, which there's a lot of time. For, I mean, this is just speculation, so this can be axed in the next spec map. But I'm really curious to see where they go from a story perspective or if they just kind of keep it uh, album by album or song by song through each room because that's kind of what they did with Alice Cooper and it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I hope that they figure – well, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I guess they learn from their mistakes. But um, like Nolan was saying, if there's an original house, it's uh, usually top tier. I think that's where they their strong suit lies. Uh, another thing that Nolan brought up, which is an interesting point, we the, the IPs that they've selected on this spec map, which, again, this is not an official map. This is just some guy on Twitter that's putting it out there. <laughs> but it's – Interesting that it's being rehashed again and again, and it's difficult to get licensing and agreement from these properties to, you know, build a full-fledged house likenesses and making masks and all this stuff. But there's there are so many horror properties out there, B-horror movies that are so deserving of a, a house that they would absolutely kill. Because you know the people that work for Horror Nights, they're, they're begging to have their favorite movie put out there, and they just can't get the rights to it, which is kind of a shame. So hopefully they can work some stuff out because they, when they did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I think they've been fighting for that. I think Mike Aiello was fighting for that for a while, and they finally got it. It was great. So I hope to see something interesting soon, uh, maybe Pumpkinhead. I think there's a lot of opportunity for animatronics and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my two cents. Kyle, since you've seen this this spec map, do you have anything that uh, stands out to you at all, if this were, um, if this were true? I gotta just pull it up real quick because okay, um, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. So while you're looking, there was also a note that I thought was kind of interesting. So, um, oh yeah, but real quick before I mention, um, so n- what Nick was saying also, you don't even need obviously even like an IP, you know, for like a Halloween, you know, replacement. Like we were saying, like an original house, I think would still be awesome, just as awesome, you know. So mm-hmm. that's I don't know, but anyways. So, um, based off a of rumor or kind of note, um, we obviously talked about it on podcast before, but, um, the Shrek 3D, 4D, Minions replacement, um, supposedly there's supposed to be room for a house in future years and all this and that. However, obviously because they're building this new attraction, there's rumors that they might not be able to build a house because they have now until August, you know, and with like construction and all that stuff, it's kind of hard to maybe do that. So the rumor is that they're gonna have a house inside Fast and Furious, and not even just in like the queue, but in the actual attraction. Oh, fuck. that would be great, actually. That would really. And based based off the map, which I just put two and two together, is that is the weekend's house. So hey, party bus. I don't know. Look out. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think it's like a tram tour sort of thing. I think it's just a regular. They're just gonna build a house in the attraction, which is kind of wild to think about. So that's kind of cool. I mean, even if the house isn't cool, I mean, I'd be cool to experience something kind of new in that kind of area. I guess. Agreed. Agreed. So, well, yeah, that was an interesting tidbit. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like so that ride, like you go in, it's like a tunnel. You go in, and then it just shuts, like, the whole, like, the, there's that door that shuts behind it, and you're, like, kind of, like, locked in there, and the lights, you know, waits for a second for, like, the actual thing to go on, on the screens. So I always think I'm going to get stuck in there. <laughs> and so, like, that's, like, the perfect place to have our, you know, a horror house. That's, like, the perfect place. Uh, I... But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in this, because if this happens, I'm curious to know if they use any of the screens from the ride uh, as a backdrop for 
any of the rooms in the house. That would be kind of cool if they could uh, rebirth some of the bullshit that they created. So <laughs> hopefully they can Dude, fix I'll, it. All of a sudden you're you're uh, walking through the house and like the rock just pops up and I know like a malfunction. What's up, Cookie Puss? That's amazing. So. You got anything, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, I have a couple things, actually, that stood out to me. Uh, The first thing is the uh, classic Monsters House with uh, Mummy versus Wolfman. Um, Like, I think that's really interesting because I like that they're going back to their roots. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, like, we always talk about, like, they have this great history of monster movies. They got to utilize it. So that's one. And then also, I'm a big fan of Greek mythology. And so looking at the first of Pandora's box, like, Pandora's box, essentially, like, when you open it, you know, you open chaos, and you can't put it back in. And so, like, I think that could be really cool if they play off of that theme. I will say, uh, if there's one house that I hope gets axed, it's Pandora's box. Because <laughs> they, did this out, they did this out in Hollywood, and it was a 3D house, and it, it was so cheesy. Really? So, yeah, you can, if you care bored one day, you can look that one up and just be disappointed by glow sticks. So... Anyway, um, it's good to see some specs coming out. We're already we're in March. Uh, Chup- next thing you know, Chupacabra. Dead. Yeah, Chupacabra. <laughs> Shout out to the the uh, Spanish folklore. Um, hopefully, we get some some juicy stuff soon. They always like to tease us, and the Horror Nights Twitter likes to play games. So, uh, looking forward to see to this year, seeing what they got, and uh, it's always a great time. So. We'll be updating you guys on anything that comes out in the future. But as for right now, we have an interesting update. There was a YouTube video that was recently, I don't know if it was today, yesterday, the day before. But it was a mock-up, uh, 3D rendering, CAD rendering of the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind track ride, or track ride, uh, track layout. And it doesn't have any uh, animatronics or show scenes. All it has is show scene, question mark. Um, it was, it was an interesting video to see the layout. It has a very mummy-esque feel, a, uh, arena, uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. twists and turns, um, launches forwards and backwards. Uh, this has to be exciting for everybody involved. So, Kyle, since you're a Guardians fan, I'm gonna let your, your take go first. So, what you think? I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, obviously, I'm gonna reserve judgment until we actually see what happens. And what everything looks like when it comes together. But just from the actual layout of the ride, it looked amazing. It looked like there were so many twists and turns. Like, there were multiple um, launch pads. It was great. Like, I really, I thought it could be, it has the potential to be a really good coaster. And I think that's the first thing. It's like, however they theme it, you know, that'll be cool. But the, the coaster has to be great first. Excellent. No, um, I was thinking like a Disney Imagineer. I fuck with that, Kyle. <laughs> Good review. Thank you. Yeah, so it, it's kind of wild, you know. Um, I keep on forgetting, you know, how they have this 360 kind of vehicle uh, advance to them. You know, they could do anything they want in any different area regarding the track. So it's like it looks like a simple track, but then again, you have to think about, like, what direction that you're facing, and they could be turning, like, 60 miles an hour, like, 360 like you have no idea what's happening <laughs> so i think that's pretty cool and it pains me to say it, but uh this is kind of what i wished i mean i love gringotts 
Like mm-hmm. I think it's uh, a lot of people shit on it, but I, I really I like enjoy it. That's my favorite but one. That's my it's, favorite ride. It's I, I love it, but I feel like this has been the perfect Gringotts ride, and they had the. It's pretty much what Gringotts should have been. You know, they have like the videos and all that, but it kind of isn't like the videos. But uh, so yeah, that's why I'm pretty much excited for it because it's kind of like. I'm interested to see kind of what direction they take this because obviously Disney isn't the best at maybe thrill rides or something like that, but this is really cool how they kind of implemented the thrill ride and also kind of like the story and like this whole new track system all in one, which is going to be cool to kind of see. So I love your take on the, the, uh, uh, Gringotts thing that I, I've been really disappointed by that ride, and I, I think what you said is as as good as it gets. Um, as far as Disney not doing thrill rides, right? I don't think it's because they can't. I think it's because everybody that comes up with a good idea gets shot down because they need to make everything family oriented. So I think yeah. it's good to see them finally approving something that is between this and Tron. That will, I guess, get your heart racing a little bit because uh, we get we get you guys can make a good boat ride. We get it. We've been on them a million <laughs> times. Yeah. So uh, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see a new attraction come out. Regardless, um, Disney is uh, the king of building up hype around the new attractions because they have so much fucking money for marketing. So um, yeah. Uh, I hope it's great. It looks like it's going to be amazing. I don't know how it can be anything but amazing. Um, I might have to rewatch the Guardians movies to refresh myself because those movies are really fun. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that because that's a superhero movie. But, uh, you know, things happen. Um, I guess sticking on the Disney train, we have some strange news, some news that I wish I didn't have to break, some news that I think most people wish they didn't have to uh, hear. But uh, Bobby Flay, a.k.a. Bob Chapek, a.k.a. the worst CEO in Disney history, um, had this don't say – was it was it a don't say gay bill? What was it directly uh, headlined? I can't remember exactly what I'm pretty sure that was, was called. Don't that was it. So basically, I, I'm pretty – Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong here, or Nolan, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, Bob Chapek came up with a wonderful idea – of having the word gay being what banned from Disney property pretty much? No, no, it's the Florida it's a Florida law. Oh, okay. So there's it, uh, was it with DeSantis too? Let me see. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was was like, yeah, it was like it went through Congress, I think, and then it's like up to DeSantis to sign if I'm being, oh. if I have Yeah, my, they they already uh, signed it and everything. So it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so supposedly there, there there's going to be a staged walkout uh, with, uh, I guess, Disney employees. I, I don't know how that's going to go. This is not a high school. So yeah. I I just – I feel like all this guy's eggs are in the wrong basket. Um, everything that he's done has created nothing but chaos and backlash. And when you're the head of the company, uh, I think that's probably the last thing that you want to do is – after a pandemic and an extreme loss of revenue pissed people off and uh he's doing a really great job at it so bob do me a favor and uh stop being ceo for like a day that'd be great <laughs> so let's back up a little bit and i think we want to explain for people that don't know so the don't say gay bill and no one correct me if i'm wrong but 
I thought what it is is essentially um, in schools especially, I think it's only in schools maybe, um, so from like grades like kindergarten through like third grade, you're not allowed to talk about gender, not allowed to say the word gay, and if someone says that like they're that they're gay, you have to tell their parents. Um, and yeah, like, like yeah, like administrators and whatnot. Yeah, right. Like yeah, teachers and everything. And so right, and so that's the bill, um, essentially. And essentially, it's people are are upset because they think that it's targeting um, gay people and you know people that are trans or you know or um, you know not you know or you know not binary gender. Um, so things like that. And so when asked about it. Uh, Bob Chapik said, um, I don't feel it's our place to comment as a company. And so that's when everyone was like, well, you comment on everything else, so why would you comment on this? And people were pissed that he didn't, you know, come out with a strong stance. And then he, of course, had to apologize. He was like, oh, so sorry. Uh, of course, you know, we don't, you know, we don't support it. And then my favorite part is he was working behind the scenes. Or he said he's working behind the scenes to get the bill killed. And he was like, you know, talking with uh, with DeSantis's office, and then DeSantis's offices came out, and they're like, "Well, this morning was the first time we heard from him, so I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about." And then the funniest thing to me was he he said like, um, he said, "Oh, and and us as a you know a company, we create all these things that um, all these like let's say like you know either TV shows or movies that promote the culture of you know gay culture." Um, and that's really where we help. And he listed a couple, and like I think he said, like I can't remember one thing where it was about um, someone who was gay. And then he also said Encanto, and I think he meant like <laughs> diversity, but like yeah. it came off as like he's saying Encanto, you know, had a gay <laughs> character, which it did not. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's honestly it makes zero sense why they even. I, I I wish I like I want to look more into like whatnot of like the reasoning behind this because it it's like why on earth are you like even wanting to do this you know it's kind of like you're not in elementary schools I feel like not a lot of people teachers administrators had this problem to begin with so it's like one of those things where like do you really want to open those can of worms and obviously you can see like kind of what reaction it kind of gave the public so that wasn't great and also with uh disney and chapik like um he like kyle was saying and they were silent all this and that and then the reason that he spoke up was because that um the bill had already passed so like at that point like yeah it's great that you said something but because you never said anything to begin with the bill got passed and like the money that you gave them to do all that it doesn't matter so I kind of find it very flaky and just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's on par with the Chappick, so. Um, <laughs> well, like, yeah, Nolan, you finish up and I will. Yeah, so it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it just makes real sense. And I mean, hopefully they realize that it wasn't the best idea to do this in a couple of years, so. But like, Nolan, like, you said it, like, this is Chappick esque. Like, it was such an easy PR win for him. Like, all he had to do was say, of course we oppose the bill. You know, we, we support everyone, no matter what their gender or sexual identity is, whatever. You know, Disney welcomes everyone. That's all he had to say. And he somehow fumbles it and turns into this huge controversy. Yep. Zero. 
<laughs> yep. So I mean, I will see. It is interesting because obviously Disney has like a decent amount of gay and all that um, employees, you know. So it's definitely something that does affect their kind of status and all that. So I'm curious to kind of see what kind of plays out in the next coming months, you know. So we'll see. So I. A lot of uh, sticky stuff. I feel like he just does a massive amount of cocaine. Anyways. <laughs> um, so the <laughs> guy from Love is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like ancient aliens. All right. Um, we have some news about the other coast, the West Coast. Uh, in t- Next year, God, this free- life is going by way too quick. We need to slow this shit down. Um, next year, they're opening the Super Mario, Super Nintendo World over in Universal Hollywood, which is exciting, and in a sense, it's kind of disappointing, because Epic Universe is going to have the same thing. So, we've already seen this open in Japan, so it's not like it's a, it's a huge surprise, and it's going to be, you know, the unveiling to the world of something brand new. But they're going to get what I would assume to be a carbon copy of what happened in Japan, with the, with the same e-ticket and everything, which is cool, and I'm going to have to do my best to stay off the internet because I really want to be surprised when Epic Universe opens it for our eyes to see. Um, but I guess it's exciting because it's good for the West Coast to finally beat us at something because we always had <laughs> Harry Potter first, The Simpsons. They always end up getting last licks. So it's cool to see. Um, I don't know. Uh, Kyle, what you what you think about the West Coast finally getting something cool? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited because it's it's close to us, and obviously, like, it's across the country, but at the same time, it's much easier to get to California than it is to get to Japan. Mm-hmm. So, because I know we were all talking about it when, like, Japan first got it. We're like, oh, we should all go to Japan, and then it was, like, a 22-hour flight, and it was, like, <laughs> incredibly expensive. So, like, yeah, I and, then, and then COVID hit. I could definitely see like, you know, us trying to go to California. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. So so pretty much based off I think what I remember hearing is they're pretty much hitting the same exact thing as what they have in Japan. Except um with Universal and Epic, we have the Donkey Kong um Mm. roller coaster, which is something that they won't have. So that's kinda cool that we'll still have something to kinda look forward to and kinda see what uh what difference is if maybe the size is different in ours and uh layout and all that um i just the thing that i am not looking forward to is obviously i i think this happened with the green gods or i forget what it was but a lot of people when they see maybe like a ride maybe like a mario kart a lot of people are expecting a high speed like you know thrill ride all this and then they're gonna realize it's not it and then it's going to be like this whole thing of oh this is not like you should like know going in like it is not that so like you don't have that expectation because i feel like that's going to be a lot of people that go there you know so i just it's annoying to kind of deal with that because obviously not as a lot of people are as, as tuned as us when it comes to theme parks but still it's just Something that's probably going to pop out a lot once it uh, gets revealed over there. I agree with you, and I think the biggest mistake that they made was the way they marketed it. When it first was unveiled in Japan, where the concept art looked like you were going 7,000 miles an hour through space. (laughs) That shit looked amazing. (laughs) 
Mario Kart's so, <laughs> I mean, it looked like Rainbow Road. I swear to God, you were flying. So I don't know. It was a big disappointment. I haven't ridden it myself, but the, I think the video speaks for itself in a sense. So hopefully, we don't get a Fast and Furious V2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I am curious though, because Japan, obviously, their their uh, expectations are different than us. You know, they have they have different kind of things that they they got to deal with. So I'm curious to kind of see what they say because it's obviously kind of close to our expectations. You know, obviously, once it comes to what they're expecting. So I'm curious to kind of see how the VR and, you know, how that all transpires through the attraction. And maybe it is a lot better in person on the ride, which is what I hope. So curious to see how uh, that plays out, too. Optimism. I like it. Optimism Prime, bro. Uh, (laughs) all right well uh i think we're yeah i think history i was trying to think if we had anything else (laughs) yeah yeah we got uh yeah best subject of the year baby so uh yeah unfortunately this will be i don't really have a trivia i just have a very interesting tidbit that will bring up memories and it's kind of wild to kind of you know just thing about it and it's kind of kind of funny because uh we kind of mentioned it not too long ago so um let's see, let me just pick it up all right so um there is no question tonight sorry for the folks that enjoy the trivia um I'll, I'll get on the train next week but this i felt like this was appropriate um so um 20 actually i'll, I'll let you Actually, I could let you guess, actually, before I even get to there. So an event happened um, today um, within the past 10, I'll say 10 years, regarding Disney World. And Disneyland? Or was it just Disney World? This is so vague. It isn't. Okay. Uh, Wait, wait, that's it? Yeah, as of now, that's it. An event. So an event, Kyle. What does that mean? Does that mean a seasonal event? I don't know what that means. Could be like the like the uh, the flower festival, like that's happening now, right? Flower, right, right. Flower and golden. Um, incorrect. It is it is not an annual thing. Okay. Okay. Um. So if it's not annual, what's something obscure that Disney would do? Uh, this, this might be a little difficult. So like, would events be? Yeah, would events be like opening of like Star Wars World, or would it be like something else? I don't know, Nick, what do you um, think? it's it's not a opening of an attraction or a closing. Okay. If that helps. Yeah, I like that. Helps. So. Is it an event that happened once and never happened again? Yes. Is it an event that could happen in the future? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this sounds like a tragedy. Okay. This this is this not a good thing? No, it is not good. It, it is not. A okay. Good, yes, it is not okay. a good thing. Kyle, we got to think negative now. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to say it. It's but, not death. It is not death. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was going somewhere else. Okay. Um, um, well, I don't know. What? 
Are we talking tragedy? It is not tragedy. So if it's not death, it's not tragedy. So he hopes it doesn't happen again. So would this be a ride breakdown that was like an X amount of hours to get people off? No. Okay. Um, I think, Nick, I think we're kind of like taking it as if it's supposed to be sad. It's probably not like sad. The way that I think of it, maybe it's like a, something that like was terrible. You know, like a festival they tried that was, that sucked, maybe. Nolan. No. Okay, no. never mind. Uh. Uh. On a scale of one to Marley and me, how <laughs> sad is this? <laughs> um. Sad. I would. I would say it's more of like. Shocking than sad. Oh God! It is sad, but I feel like it's more like a shock value sort of thing. Uh, uh, oh, wait a second. Was this? No, it's not a death. Never mind. I was gonna say that kid who got attacked by a gator. Oh um, yeah. Man, I really don't even know what questions to ask. This is so obscure. Yeah, I'll give you guys um, like another minute or two because it's it's very vague. Well, but can you give us a hint, maybe? Um, yeah, we need something to go uh, off of. The thing is, it's so, like, obscure that it's... Does it, have, does it have relevance to a specific park or the company as a whole? No. Uh, wait. Relev- uh, say that again? Is it relevant to, like, ma- just Magic Kingdom, or is it the no, Disney no. company? It's it's uh, a whole. Okay, mm. what the fuck? So, it, does it have any, any uh, involvement with the parks? Yes. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what the heck? You don't want this to happen again. He hopes it doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got to go based off of our clues here. He doesn't yeah. want this to happen again. It doesn't have anything to do with death. It's not a festival. It doesn't have anything to do with a poorly designed anything, right? Uh, No, no. So I have no idea what to say. I don't know. Did was was there like um, was someone coming in with like racist remarks or like other types of things like that? Uh, Nick, do you remember anything like that? I I don't. Uh, besides nothing, nothing like that. Okay. okay. <laughs> nothing. I, I really think we need another hint because I, I don't even know what direction to start guessing in, to be honest with you. Okay, um, this happened. Let's see, what can I say? This happened recently, then, uh, what can I say? Less than five years ago. Less than five years ago. Okay. Uh, that doesn't help me at all. No, me neither. Um, <laughs> it has to do with the theme parks, right? It has to do yeah. with Florida specifically? I believe it was just Florida. Because it happened, it was both. But specifically, in today's day, it was just Florida. Oh, man. I... 
right. Yeah, I'll give you guys one last guess, and then I'll tell was, you. Was hard. anybody in danger when this happened at the park? No, no. Well, I, 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 I mean, it's a, 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 a tight line. You could maybe say you Okay, know. wait a second. I think it wasn't a death. Was it a threat, though? To the park. Threat. Yeah. Was it a sort of a terrorist threat? No. Fuck, my train of thought was sideways. Okay. <laughs> now nah, I'm back to square one. Yeah, I've got uh, Alright, last guess. Oh, uh, man, last guess. Uh, I don't have one. I really don't even know what to guess. I have no idea. Okay. I mean, you can't point us in a closer direction, or it's because it's once I were to say a hint, I think it'd be really obvious. So it, it's it's tough. It's a, you'll you'll see why because it's it's like very black and white. So okay. March sixteenth, twenty twenty. Uh, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> wait! I thought, said, I thought you said five years ago. Within five years ago. Within five years. Oh, within. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. So you guys already. <laughs> yeah, Disney closed yeah, so. officially, right? They closed their doors because yep. of the pandemic. Yep. So oh. it's kind of wild. Kind of wild. Yep. So um, today was the day, which is kind of freaking wild to think about because it was already two years. But I remember us even uh, talking about it. And I specifically said. I remember me saying, I was like, there's no way that they're going to open back the parks until, like, the year after. Right. And then, like, we all went. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but it, it was, I just remember, obviously, a lot of stuff was popping off, but especially that, we're just like, whoa, like, what the heck? Like, this shit is no joke. So, very wild. Um, if anybody that was listening did guess it, kudos. I know it wasn't easy. But it, it it was tough to kind of give a hint. I, it was like mm-hmm. I couldn't give a year. I couldn't really yeah. give like what it was about. It, it was you know so. It's alright. It was it was that was the it toughest was, we've uh, ever had to be honest. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was an extreme double jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it was about to be my final jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> extreme double final jeopardy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's about it. Are uh, you guys got anything else? No? Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, Camp C. Camp C, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. As always, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at uh, For Your Amusement or For Your Amusement Podcast. Also, wherever you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, make sure you subscribe. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace.